Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brain Gun, Vince Noble, and Bill George in the studio today, along with Diego the Hog Slayer. On the other side of the glass, pushing some buttons, and some spry, young, tanned individual came in with uh, Vince. I guess that's where you left during the break. Would you run downstairs and let this kid in? Yes, sir. Some guy was banging on the door, so we figured we'd let him in. Right, he didn't bring food, so it's not the Uber guy for uh, <laughs> hey, Bill, for, for Bill your George. Your guy's fired. <laughs> <laughs> where's, my, where's my sausage? Where's it at? I, who's this guy? He's not the delivery guy. You know, I stopped by. Um, you got what, what are you, brand new oh, to this game? We've had you on the show before. My God. I stopped by Dunkin' Donuts on the way in here to uh, grab a sandwich and a coffee, and then I went a little further. <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah, I went a little further, and I saw a Wawa there, and... Uh, I don't know you guys had a Wawa right next to right next to the studio. You can That's skip all that because right up the street is a Krispy Kreme. So why, why are you even stopping at those other places? Are you crazy? Oh, I didn't even see that. I must what? have went the back way. Well, Look good, chunky back butt. You don't need no dang donuts. You don't know what kind of winter we're going to have. <laughs> you should always be prepared. <laughs> that, if I fall over the side he, of a boat, they'll find my ass. He has eaten quite a few donuts in the last year. Between Glenn bringing stuff in. He's the devil. He's the one who brings in them hole in the wall, does <laughs> hole in one donuts, and those things are oh my gosh, you just oh. So, sir, would you like to introduce your guest that you brought into the studio today? Like, uh, I don't know him. Mr. Brad Sostak. Yeah, haven't seen you in a while, man. Since the last race, right? Thanks. Yeah, just uh, been hanging out. Um, good to be here in the studio with you guys. If you didn't know, if you don't recognize the name, his name was on the ballot, and yes, I did vote for him. Um, he was actually going against Charlie Crist back in the day. What was that last year, year before last? I can't even remember now. That was the last uh, midterm election, so 2018. So you're going to be uh, on? Yeah, appreciate y'all's vote. Uh, we came up a little bit short, and we still got Charlie in office, but hopefully uh, we get another shot here next year. Oh, really? So you're going to get back on the campaign trail? Not me personally, but uh, we got some good candidates out there uh, helping helping get them elected. So really, you're going to be a background fighter? Oh, yeah. Good for you. I feel like I'm a little bit more effective in the back sometimes because I can kind of say what I want. And I don't have to worry about, uh, <laughs> worry about the media reports and all that. So yeah, um, That way you might be able to host the Oscars one day without, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. the Did tweets. Oh, yeah. Did you guys catch that? That was, uh, oh, that was Ricky, on fire. Oh, Ricky Gervais? Yeah. Super anti-gun, super anti-hunting, but uh, I will say that was quite entertaining. <laughs> it was uh, quite entertaining if you haven't seen it. I, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch the uh, opening monologue for the Golden well, don't, Globes? Don't care. Yeah. Listen, normally I'd be with you. Go ahead. I, I didn't watch it, but I heard about it, and I saw some snips of it. I, I didn't I didn't watch it, but I did watch the uh, opening monologue on uh, online, and it is worth eight minutes of your time. It is hilarious, and it is really Fine, hilarious. I'll go watch it. Yeah. Peer pressure! <laughs> Here, smoke this. No. no, you'll be fine. <laughs> Come drinking it instead. I, yeah, you, you are. In what is in there? That is spinach, uh-huh. strawberries, carrots, 
and a banana. You know what it looks like? Oh. It, it looks like the stuff that causes red tide. It, and and it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about. All that, all that big sugar and industry and farming, that's he's going we, right to it. That's how we stop it. We eat it. That's USF's, uh, I mean, that's UF's solution to everything. Yep. If you look, it looks like the edge of uh, Lake Okeechobee right there. Kind of sort of. Right along the edge there. I you know, think it's got that uh, Scoop it out. Yeah, stuff, yeah. Add a little bit of cinnamon and turmeric. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a red tide. Turmeric? Turmeric. Turmeric. Oh, that stuff's supposed to be really good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it tastes like cardboard. So anyway. That actually tastes really good, Brayden. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure I'm sure sludge is delicious. And you can go scrape some out of a bottom of a pond somewhere and probably <laughs> just as good. So what have you been doing since the uh, election? I mean, uh you've been uh, world hopping, you've been uh, doing uh, a little bit of traveling. Yep. My uh, wife and I went to South America in Fishing? November. Did you go fishing? I uh, did not go fishing down there. But okay, what hiking. is wrong with you guys? Uh, it's, uh, Diego. <laughs> You guys go down there, and it's some of the greatest fishing in the world, and you don't even go out that, there? That's what we keep hearing, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. And met a lot of people that did go down there. Um, we'll be fishing out in California this later this month. So pretty excited about the, that. There's nothing out there worth catching. Eh, Hal- halibut uh, got there in the uh, deep sea. Halibut? Yeah. You go to Alaska for halibut. Those suckers weigh like 900 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you catch one, and you feed your entire family for about five years, so it's all good. That's they can big, it all up. big fish. It's huge. It's done. Well, if you get out there and fish those kelp beds, they always have those funky fish. I always see them pulling up. I would be like, man, I don't know if I'm going to eat that. Well, I have to see have to see about that. I haven't been out there in a while. so Get out there in the Pacific. Stuff changes, man. That's weird fish running around out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Atlantic, I'm all good with. Gulf of Mexico, heck yeah. Pacific, nah, well, I'll see you eat it first. Yeah, some of that Fukushima radiation may be coming in there. Maybe. Yeah. You might get some of that as well. What are you going to Cali for? Uh, that's where my family's from, so um, kind of have doing the family reunion of all the kids, all the grandkids. What area are you going to go to? Uh, Southern California, so Orange County. Orange County, man? Orange County. Seriously? Seriously. You should run up to Fresno, <laughs> dude. It's awesome up there. Is it? Yeah, it's farmland. I've driven through, haven't, haven't uh, ever Oh, spent that's time what there. everybody does. You drive through Fresno <laughs> <laughs> on your way to the wine country, you know, up to San Francisco or something like that. Well, besides that, you've been doing anything else here in the state? You're out sailboating, uh, kayaking? Uh, just getting off the holidays. You know, that's always, uh, always tough getting back into the swing of things. So um, just working, trying to get some good people elected to office. And really? That's it. Dude. You got to get out more. <laughs> Seriously, I think he's doing okay. He's Bill going George. to Cali in a couple of weeks. I'm just enjoy, got back from South life, America. Man. Bill I George, think he's doing all right. Easy. Get him out there, man. Get him on a pig. I mean, you got one for Diego. Get him out there. I, I did get a new rifle for uh, Black for Black Friday. Well, is it a, excited about is that. it a black you got rifle it for Black Friday? Like no, you were going to fend off the people? This is my Xbox. No one touches it. <laughs> the kids really yeah. want this. My wife really wants this dresser drawer set. No one's taking it but me. Now, what'd you get? Uh, I got an AR-15. Finally. <gasps> what kind? Yep, uh, standard generic PA. You're not worried. You're not worried about the politicians coming and try and take that away. Well, from that's you? why I got it. Got to get it early. Yeah. Oh, you think they're going to let it grandfather in? Uh, you know, I lost all mine in a boating accident. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. you know, that happens a lot. I see that online the, quite the, a bit. All these people who uh, <laughs> the bump stock was, you know, actually banned and not grandfathered in, but I still hear them. Uh, you know, out in my neighborhood, I still hear one every now and no, then. No, that's called, that's called trigger control. You can go just as fast without it. 
These people aren't doing trigger control. All you need is a rubber band, dude. I mean, you don't even need anyway. So, <laughs> la, 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 No one listened to that, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. I had to have you show me. Oh, okay. You want to do it on the 308 bolt action? You better be quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring something out. Okay. That's fine. So you got a Palmetto State Armory, and uh, you got the uh, two two three five five six combo. Right. Going. Yep, five five six. Didn't go with the three hundred eight, so you could switch it over to a Creedmoor or something later no, on. No, no, I'll probably go with the uh, Bolt Action three hundred eight later on. That's a bigger purchase. You know, I want to outfit it with the nice scopes and all that. So a little. little so you came pricey. in for suggestions. Good for you. You're a smart yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say my. Hey, where can we get all this stuff, Braden? I would be a good suggestion. Would be a uh, well, you can get them at any year. I, I always say support your locals. So you know, no matter where you live, I mean, if you're out in Plant City, of course, go buy G5 Feeding Outdoors. But if you're here in Pinellas County, head over Deer Hunter Guns somewhere like that, or I don't care, Bill Jackson's, wh- whatever. As long as you're spending it local, I don't care. You know, why spend your money at a big, ginormous, you know, waterfall place that the money goes to Minnesota? Why, why would you do that? <laughs> uh, you know, spend it here. Uh, if you're going to get a 308, spend the money, man. Get a nice one. Get yourself a nice Tika. You know, you probably can't go wrong with it. It's kind of a mid-range price kind of deal. And uh, do Yeah, you I was want- looking at some of the Barretts and uh, those are... Barretts? Those- you know what those things start at? Yeah. How much money you want to no, spend, No, no, no. That's why I said I can't. Uh, I'm not, not going that high. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually that little light bolt action that they made. I can't remember the name of it right now. But when I first saw it at the show, I picked up the 50. I picked up the Lapua. And then I went to pick that thing up and almost threw it over my head. It was so light. I mean, I think that gun weighs just a little bit, about five and a half pounds. I mean, oh, it is it? super light. Yeah. Well, it's great if you're going to carry it all day. But if you're going to shoot it all day... Not a good thing. Well, the funny thing is Diego was also asking about, you know, how much uh, something like the Ruger 308 would cost. And, and so what, what what would be a good price range for somebody who's just looking to get a, a general hunting? Dude, you could go out there. You could go get a TC. You could go get a Thompson Contender Bolt. Those are nice guns. Uh, Mauser-style uh, safety arm and stuff. 480 bucks maybe. And then if you – some of them come with a combo – there was already a scope on them. I think we got one there, or we sold it. It had a Burris on top of it. But um, which, if you're going to do it, buy a Burris because, as we all know, Nikon's not going to be making scopes anymore. So, what you got is what you got, and uh, they'll repair it as much as they can with the parts that they have. But there's no more replacement after that after the shot show. So, anyway, yeah, about four hundred bucks. But as I always say, if you're going to spend 750 bucks on a scope, you should uh, spend 750 bucks on a rifle. Me, I always go higher, but that's just the way it is. Because <laughs> you're, you're a little nutty. Well, if you can't see it, you can't hit it. So I mean, you know, people who suffer through a well, I just put a straight four power on there. I took a shot at one. He was like 500 yards away, and uh, you know, I think I hit him. I don't know. Why do that to yourself? We can talk in detail when we get back. <laughs> We're going to talk. We're going to go to a break real quick. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends out of G5 Feeding Outdoors. A good place to buy a rifle and uh, go out and see them. And, of course, Brandon Ford, a good place to go buy one of them vehicles where you can carry your rifle. It's all good. We'll be back.
Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. By the way, that was Bill George on the drums, not Neil Peart. You're almost as good, man. Almost, almost. as good. He kind of looks like Animal from... <laughs> he, he could be Animal. I don't know. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you did not know, you just tuned into the show, and all our bumper music today is, uh, of course, Rush, in honor of Mr. Neil Pert, who passed away yesterday. Uh, great influence on, I think, all of our generation, our lives anyway. Uh, of course, being in radio for a thousand years, uh, you, how do you not know Rush? I don't care where you worked. I don't care if you were 20 years in country or pop or whatever. I mean, you knew Rush. So it's a sad day that he's that he's gone. But he'll be loved by millions to come, I'm sure. Music will live forever. But uh, here in the studio with us today is uh, myself, uh, Bill George, and uh, Vince Noble, and some young teeny bopper who came in here to hang out with us. <laughs> What's your name again, sir? Brad Sostak. Oh, yeah, that's teeny it. Teeny bopper. Yeah, the teeny so. bopper, the young guy. Uh, and uh, if you recognize the name, he was on the uh, ballot uh, running against Charlie Chris, but now is in the background of um, uh, the political world. But yet, I was asking him during the break, I was like, uh, so do you want to go deep in the policies of some of the things that are happening around the country? Do you have an opinion on like what's happening in Virginia? Well, and, yeah, you had others? mentioned Virginia during the break. And um, I, for, I mean, I for one am... Um, I'm I'm pretty happy about what's going on. Well, the outcome, you mean the the the, su- out, the, the outcome of support. Yeah, and you look at. I mean, you look at it the is laws amazing. Passed, and uh, now we have uh, what ninety percent of the counties up there declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries. You have hundreds and hundreds of people showing up to these town halls. I remember when it was hard to get 10, 10 15 people to anything that the uh, that the city or the county does. I mean, nobody cared about politics, and now it's just a big part of everybody's life. And maybe you can thank. Uh, you know, the Facebooks or whoever for that uh, or just people talking about it. But, um, you know, it really gives it really makes me proud that people are getting more involved and standing up for what they believe in. It makes me wonder what would happen if it's something like that were to happen in the state of Florida, because you have so many counties that skew, you know, solid red. You got ones that skew solid blue and then you got purple areas as well like that. But I think Bill George will tell you, there's a different world. I think the people look at Florida and they think of nothing but the coastlines. You know, West Coast, Key West, Miami, Cocoa Beach, you know, Jacksonville, St. Augustine. You know, those are all areas where people congregate and go to. But when it comes to anything north of, let's say, Disney World, Orlando, and you go through the middle of the state. Zero clue. And you go through the zero, you go all the way up through the middle of the state, which is, Millions of hundreds of millions of acres of, of land that yep, are owned I by people. West. Yeah, and uh, those people, they're, they're never heard from, you know, because they had got to go to a different town or somewhere to go vote, and there's maybe 1,000, 3,000 or so. But if something like what happened in Virginia happened in the state of Florida, I can literally, in my mind, almost just divide up the state by counties which ones would actually pass Second Amendment, uh, you know, sanctuary cities and ones that would not. Right. I mean, Pinellas County, I guess, city of St. Petersburg, write that off because you know Chrysler is going to be, he's in Bloomberg's pocket anyway, so he'll be like, you know. But you get out to Pasco with guys like, uh, you know, the sheriff that's out there. Uh, that would He'd be one of those. Grady yeah. Judd would stand Miami-Dade, Sarasota, Pinellas County. The the interesting thing about Virginia is it's, uh, you know, a lot of it's a blue state now and uh, gun control, I don't think is a as much of a hardcore 
Republican-Democrat issue. You have Democrats who are against gun control because they've grown up with guns, they hunt. Um, and so I think it's a little bit more nuanced than you know just red-blue. Well, I think that a lot of people, when they see Virginia, uh, it's like certain areas of Pennsylvania, uh, Bill George will tell you, you know, you got your big cities, and all those people who work in Washington live right across the river in Virginia. So when they think of Virginia, they think of that part. I don't think of Virginia that way. I, when I think of Virginia, I think of the Revolutionary War. I think of uh, the Civil War and how those people were. And, you know, it was it, there's people, like I was saying in Florida, there are people that are beyond those city limits that are not like those people that are within those city limits yep. whatsoever. D.C., Northern Virginia, that's your that's your blue, that's your swamp, that's your, your corruption. <laughs> yeah. um, everything corruption. outside of that. Yeah, corruption. corruption. Sure, no, why not? No it's just, of course not. No. Alternative business styles. <laughs> is that Bill, what it is? Bill, stop using <laughs> abusing your power, man, okay? <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It's wonderful to see what's happening as a reaction to those things. But then again, you have uh, all those people that are passing things across the the state, but yet the governor is still steadfast, saying it doesn't matter what they pass. The law is the law, so whatever they pass, we'll still enforce. Yeah, well, it's our duty as Americans to um, either submit to the law, or if the law is unjust, then not obey the law. No, Not I, that I'm advocating for anything no, like that on the air. you got to work to change the law. And, and I don't do agree with everything that the state has, uh, and I'm heavy in the wildlife stuff, but I'm up there trying to change it, not just, oh, I don't agree with it, so I'm going to go out there and and poach and poach yeah that, that's that's not my thing but I, I i find way too many people aren't involved in these processes and they oh whatever happens uh i they're going along like their cows going to a trough yeah yeah but just, then you have the other ones that say i don't care what oh, they yeah. pass i'm not giving up anything oh, yeah and, and I, then you have the ones that complain about everything and does nothing about it well, I mean, you're going to have your fence setters and all that other stuff, quarterbacks, you know, couch guys and stuff. But uh, the one thing that we don't want to see, that you see that that's the other thing I think that those politicians, some of them don't realize, is that if push comes to shove in certain areas of the country, dude, you don't want to shove too hard because all of a sudden they'll shove back with, with <laughs> high-powered uh, you know, lead-type material. Let's just say I there's mean, parts of the states that the United States government don't want to go into. There were people I was sitting around at a campfire with in in Missouri, in the middle of nowhere, uh, around a campfire, listening to them while they were sucking down firewater. You'd have think that the Civil War they were ready for it yesterday. <laughs> I mean, they're. The, I mean, start it up. Let's go. Let's get her done. I mean, they got. They're ready to go today. And I mean, there are millions of people that are like that. So, you know, when I don't think even that Virginia governor, and I know they're like, well, you know, making threats means nothing. I go, they're not making threats. They're telling you that if it goes too far, that they're willing to step over that line is what they're saying. And they are. And they are. And, I mean, it, you see they're doing it the right way, the Bill George way. They're showing up. They're making their voices heard. You know, they're having gavels snapped down their face. Sir, sir, your time is up. Your time is they're making their, their point or trying to get their point across. And they're doing it the, the 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 hard way, the electoral way, the slow way. Mm -hmm. And I think in this generation, there's too many people that want it done by phone. You know, where you can, where can I vote? I can do it by phone. Boom, bam. I got to change dot org. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to change.org. <laughs> They'll fix everything. <laughs> yeah, I think they want to change the American Idol. Uh, one, yeah, one time yeah. yeah. I don't agree with who they picked. Let's let's get somebody else. Yeah, change.org changes everything, so it's all good. I don't know. It didn't stop the Python uh, Bowl this year, so it's all good. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford. Go out there and get your best deal today. They always do it every day. They are the number one Ford dealer in the United States, in the entire country, and they didn't get that way just by going, no, no, it can't be done. They'll find a way to get you in the vehicle, truck, or car that you want. And then, of course, our good friends out of G5 Feeding Outdoors, proud supporters of the Second Amendment, and they sell guns to prove it. It is we are back. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. In the studio today on this going to be a warm Saturday day. It's going to be quite breezy. So if you're going to be heading out offshore, be extremely careful. <laughs> Don't go offshore today. If you're going to go really far offshore, make sure you have your EPIRB and everything else with you as yeah. you go out. So um, we don't have to see you on the news. But uh, I would suggest the bay would be a good day. Uh, it would be a good time to go into the um, backwaters and stuff and see what you can catch. Because apparently you're still catching fish all over the place, even though it's, you know, uh, I don't even know what you're even allowed to keep on today's well, menu. No uh, snook, no trout, no still, redfish. Yeah. Yeah, so, not until April. Yeah, and then we'll see. They'll, they'll make an assessment, I'm sure, yeah. and then they'll make a determination. But uh, in the studio today, we have uh, Vince Noble, uh, Bill George, and then uh, a young whippersnapper here from the world of pop. What? Why do you keep doing that? He's, he's he was a teeny bopper before. Now he's a young. He does have a name. He is a whippersnapper. Yeah, a little I like rascal. That. I like him to introduce himself. That's what politicians like to do. <laughs> Who's in the studio today? What, do you want me to do it like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, BMI Recording <laughs> Artist of the Year? What do you want me to do? I don't know, dude. I can tell you what. What's his in name? In the beginning of this segment, Brad Sostak. I know, but they see they like to say their own names. Like, yes, he just said he's, not a, he's, he's in the background now. He doesn't want to be in the front. Well, at least our listeners want to know him. I mean, he's got to be in the foreground for that. <laughs> Are you done talking, Brandon? Are you good? Um. <laughs> He's like, uh, wow! I guess I am. Politician who doesn't like to speak. What do you think of that? It's crazy. Uh, Richard, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, Mister Vince? No, I'm Braden. That's, that's Vince. Braden. Yeah, that's Vince oh. right there on my right. Yeah, how are you doing? Are you fishing? You sound awfully close. Yeah, well, we're closer than what you think. Um, we're sitting on the beach, like y'all's report said. Uh, the beach is pretty rough. You might want to stay in the bay. Oh, really? <laughs> What beach you on, Richard? Uh, we're down at Cape Sandblast. Oh, wait, wait. Are you uh, doing any fishing off of the beach, or are you just sitting there waiting on somebody to come and get you or whatever? I'm actually waiting on a charter to start. Oh, waiting on clients. You know how it is. Yes, sir. You're not out getting bait while they're, while you're waiting? Or come on. We already got some. Ooh, we got up early this morning. Now, wait a minute. Vince was, Vince was telling me that you're a... Uh, uh, a captain, it's a charter. Where do you usually run out of? Um, we run out of uh, Mexico Beach, Cape Sandblast, St. George, and Jekyll Island, Georgia. 
We really? also run the east coast sometimes of Florida. Wow. Uh, depending on the location. So uh, how is uh, how are things up there in your uh, crooked neck of the woods up there? Well, at, at home, it's it's going to be pretty rough later on tonight. You know, it's supposed to storm and everything, but, you know. Um, the sharks and stuff are kind of at bay, all that fresh water we had uh, up north um, running out. You know, it kind of it put the drum on hold, the trout, you know. Um, now they're starting to, to act right a little bit, but now we're fitting to get more fresh water piling into everything. So, you know, it's going to it's gonna play havoc with the fishing, but you still can catch fish. Now, if fresh you, wa- if you, freshwater coming out of where? Out of the tributaries to the ocean. Yeah, but what, what river is the big one up there that uh, flows the most water out into there? Savannah. Which one? Savannah River. Oh, Savannah. Which one did you say? I was thinking St. John's. St. John's? That's south of Yeah, St. John. You've got a lot of them. I mean, you've got different ones, depending on where you're fishing at. Yeah, now, well, that doesn't, that's not going to affect uh, going out there if you're going out for sharks, though. I mean, they don't, they don't seem to mind too much. No, they don't seem to mind fresh water, salt water. Some of them don't even care. Yeah. Um, usually, we usually yak off about five or six hundred yards off the beach and drop the baits anyway. Uh, we usually don't have a problem with that. I mean, if they're there, they're there. So you're uh, you're fishing from the beach and using the kayaks to drop the bait? Is that what you're doing? That's, that's correct. Oh, Bill George, you stole your idea. <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> Oh, with the he new uh, to the show. Well, with the new shark, uh, with the new shark rules, uh, that's perfectly legal. So it's all good. Well, yeah, we've been doing that for I don't know ten years now. What? So it's you were something new for us? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you were in so, the forefront. So, what do you think about <laughs> Florida's new shark rules and having to watch videos and training and all that? Well, we we probably were. Me and my wife was probably the. I don't know, 10th or 11th person to take the test and pass it and uh, get our permits. Um, I agree with it. Um, it. It just makes everybody a little bit more aware of their regulations, the species. Um, there was a lot of, I guess, you know, we always catch and release. Um, you know, we support that. Uh, we tag for NOAA um, and we always release the sharks. I mean, t- taking one for table fare is fine as long as you know which species is the right species. 18-foot um, hammerhead. Tiger shark. <laughs> Tiger shark. Tiger shark all day. Delicious. <laughs> oh, we're just joking. I'm, we're just joking. Go ahead. Sorry, Richard. Go ahead. Didn't mean to throw you off your game, buddy. Go ahead. Me and you going to go catch an 18-foot. Come How on. About that? Come hey, on. You know what? I don't, I don't need to go nowhere. All I need to do is go just swim around out in Boca Grande for a little while during certain times of the oh, month. Yeah. And, well, you're uh, absolutely, you're well, absolutely right. I'll be sitting down there while you're swimming around with the rod. No, I tell you, that's one place where I do not fall out of the boat when I'm down there tarpon fishing out there. No, There's sir. no way. No. And tarpon, you know tarpon is their number one bait. That's why they're there. I mean, their number one food chain. That's why they're there. Oh, yeah, of course. No, yeah. don't, prime, don't, don't say bait, you're using tarpon for bait. That's that's not good. <laughs> yeah. You cannot do that. That's no, illegal. No, that's true. You can use the little tarpon though. They're called ladyfish. And you can use lady those all day. That's right. You can use those all day. Now we're up there where you are up uh, close to the panhandle. What species do you normally target for your clients when you go out there? Uh we tar- we target uh targets uh, ti- uh tigers, I mean bulls. Um you can get this time of year, you know, you get off far enough in the colder water, the blue water gets a little closer. Uh, you can actually catch makos. 
Oh, a lot wow. of people don't know that, and it's a lot of work to do that. Dude, you and better you be ready. <laughs> I was going to say, you better be ready. You hook into a Mako when you think you're going to be catching sand sharks because all of a sudden you lose yeah. about you lose 200 yeah. yards of line in the blink of an eye. It's like I mean, you've got to use very large pin reels or like 130s or the Avits or like you know 20s or whatever. You've got to use a very stout reel and a good rod. Um, you also got to have, you know, all your terminal tackle. Everything has to be on point. Yeah, so, yeah that's um, crazy. It's, yeah, it's an expensive sport, but it's also, it's also a, a, a when you catch something like that, you know, to say you did it, you know, and, and release it. You know, of course, a, a Mako you could keep, but sure, um, there's no statute on them. But still, we are we release them. So I got to yeah. ask you, um, you know. Is there a difference? Tell me the difference in the run patterns when it comes to because I always I've never hooked a tiger shark before, so I don't know how I, they fight. So I don't know well, if they're, if it's like a pull, 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 like a slow, just like they always seem like they'd be a powerhouse where they don't have to use speed; I, they could just turn sideways and just pull, pull, pull. Whereas a bull shark, you hook one of them and they'll run, run, run for a little while, and then they'll start trying to pull you down to the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Depending on the yeah. depth of the water. I, I, I think it's about both. I mean, I guess it's depending on the shark. I mean, we've had we've had a big female take off, you know, and she pulled, 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 and we stepped into her, and she kept pulling, pulling, pulling. We were like, okay. Now you're talking um, about a tiger um, shark or a bull? A tiger shark. Okay. And then we've had a male that just, you know, uh, I mean, he run a little bit and then stopped and seemed like he come right in, like dead weight. Um, and then we've had a female do that too. So it just depends on the shark, I guess, water temperature, uh, maybe location, yeah, uh, and if they're actively feeding or just feeding along, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, if they're in hunt mode, you know, they're a little bit more aggressive. Um, we, we we try not to stress the fish as much as possible. Um, you know, that way we get a clean release. Um, you know, I've tagged so many sharks. I've never never found one or heard of one being caught or, um, or found dead, rather I say, on a beach with a tag in it. Right. So... Pretty much feel the release ratio is really a hundred percent, but you know, that, that's because we we never seen one back yet. Well, if yeah, that means usually it's like with tarpon, you know, you try to get them as quickly as possible so they don't get worn out. But so what, that begs the question: What kind of line are you using to power those suckers in as quick as you can? We usually use like one thirty braid, um, you know, with mono tippet, um, probably a hundred pound, hundred thirty pound mono. Um, the mono is to keep the the sandbar from eating up the braid so bad, um, and and hopefully a potato, potential tail whip. But we use leaders that's probably twenty foot long, uh, out of like long liner mono um, with uh, steel cable um, for the bite ratio part. Um, so you're going. And, well, let me get this straight. You're going steel cable to. Uh... Longliner type, real thick, almost two, three hundred pounds. pounds. Yeah, mono, mono, mm-hmm. and then you're tying that down to a hundred pound leader, and then tying it under thirty pound leader, then tying that to your braid. Is that what? Is that right? right? Well, the the hundred thirty the hundred thirty pound mono is the uh, your shot, right? Much, about three hundred yards over top of the braid. Um, that just keeps the sandbars from eating up your braid so bad. Um, the leader itself is uh, about three, four foot of steel cable swivel um, to a thousand pound mono swivel, and then tied into your one thirty pound leader. Dude, I certainly—you must, you must be staying up all night just tying the line, man. I mean, it, it takes forever. 
And uh, no. Well, I got I got I got I got two important questions. One, what brand line are you using for that? Are you using like Calcutta two hundred or what or for the braid? What braid? Um, the braid, the braid we use XB braid, uh, extreme braid, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> um, Tony Braidman, um, we found that that's one of the superior braids. Um, and uh, the mono, I mean, it, it varies. It just depends on what's cheaper at the time. Um, I mean, you know, we use Sussex. We use um, some some use bull, sometimes we use Bullbuster. It just depends on what you know, but yeah. top quality. Time. We don't use the Walmart special. Now and, uh, and then, and now I got to ask you this one: What kind of knots are you using to join all those lines together? Are you using Uni Uni or, or anything like that? What do you well, use? You, you use the um, I use the Uni um, tying it in the braid into the first mono okay um, you're over your your shock and then um to go into the swivels and all that um everything's cramped up oh, right. um, oh okay a thousand, a thousand pound mono i don't see i don't i can't <laughs> uh use crimp i use double crimped on everything and then the steel leader double crimped into swivels yeah um Double crimped onto the hook. So. Well, that makes sense because there's no way you're going to tie any kind of a fisherman's knot with no, thousand pound. Uh... No, no. Now we do we do use a product that they have out. Um, the uh, Hinton Performance Tackle uh, has a double line that we use for all casting, and we've made some long line shark leaders um, that we're tested, and you know we've caught up to eight foot sharks on them hey, so far. Hey Richard, uh, can you can you hang on? We got to take a quick break, man. Can you hang on a sec? Yeah. Hey, hang on a second, man. We'll be right back. Take a break. Take a breath. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right. We're the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll get back to Richard when we get back. Hold on. I didn't know you could get that high. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors in the studio today. And uh, on the phone, we've got uh, Captain Richard, um, what, what is it, Huggins? Huggins? Huggins, yeah. Captain Richard Huggins is calling in from up in the uh, Crookneck part of the state, up there around the Panhandle, who's a gentleman who likes to get out there and catch a lot of those uh, toothy creatures, otherwise known as shaharks. Uh, that hang out there, or as if you're from Boston, they'd be shocks. <laughs> and uh, he likes to get out there and do some charters. We were talking a little bit before the break about your setups, but now I got to ask you this: Do sure. you use any particular baits for Man, a particular? Why are you taking all my questions? You don't even let anybody else talk. You are because, killing me because I'm I'm smarter than the average bear. I was going to say, I know you're not using sea turtles for uh, tiger sharks, He's even though snook. even though that is one of their. <laughs> Even that is one of their favorite foods. So that is an endangered species. We would never do that. Yeah. Well, you know, box turtles are an invasive species. What about iguanas? Have you tried iguanas, or maybe a couple of tegus, or <laughs> uh, anacondas, maybe? Oh yeah, pythons. Pythons would be pythons. good. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, sure. I don't know if it would work or not. I... Um, the the bait. You know, you asked about bait. Uh, it, it just really depends on the best bait is what's running. If you can find a natural bait that's running the area, that's usually your best bait because that's what they're feeding on. Right. But 
for the big sharks, of course, um, you know, Bonita, Stingrays, Calnos, Skates, um, you know, whole 30-pound rays is, you know, a prime bait. You, It'll last longer than the crabs. Um, you know, it'll last out there soaking for a day, maybe two days, really, um, before the crabs really start eating on it real bad. Um, your fish, I mean, like if you put a bonita out there, a frozen bonita, a three-pound bonita, um, you're probably looking maybe 30 minutes. You're probably going to have to check your bait because the crabs are pretty much eat it up. Now, so, Bill, Bill, Bill George was telling us on this new law, when it comes to uh, chumming and stuff like that, what do you? So, what do you do for the beach? You can't chum from the beach we anymore. We never, we've never chummed from the beach. All we do is kayak out of bait, throw it out there, and wait on the shark. No, we don't ever chum them to us. Um, it usually, if there's one there within an hour, you know, you've, you you you're hooked up. Um, if they're not, then they're going to be wandering, and it could take hours. Uh, we've sat there all night long and never had a run. And then had it picked up at 7 a.m. in the morning, um, you know, and put an eight-foot shark on deck. Um, so it, it just depends. It's a, it's a weight game. Um, mm. you know, we don't chump like you do in the boats. A lot of the boaters, you know, they chum up all the game. With the land-based shark fishing, you never chum. Um, the ones that have done it for years, all of us, we've never chummed. But, and that's uh, what got me is there was so much opposition to chumming, but yet yeah. the people never that really truly yeah. shark fished didn't chum no yeah snook but, fishers that's, that's but what, yet the kid that wants to go out with his cast net and catch some little little bait fish in order to you know catch something off of a beach somewhere he yeah. can't he can't legally throw something up to even try and get some greenies or anything that's what i was gonna because say because he's breaking the law now and i was gonna say <laughs> snook fishermen chum more nowadays oh, yeah. than shark fishermen yeah. they're, they're you want to go out to a jetty or something yeah. like that and start hurling uh, you know, some <laughs> some bait fish out there and try and get the snook chummed up. Every time we go out, you're illegal. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, doing it from the time. beach, yeah. I've actually seen that. I, I've seen a. I've seen boats pull up. Maybe I don't know. Probably illegally within like 100 yards, 200 yards of the beach, like second guts or whatever we call them, and start chumming. And well, you're they're like, legal. They're legal if you do uh, it yeah, from the boat. They're legal to do that, and they're actually chumming for you. But then there's that. <laughs> That gray area, you know, you know they're chumming the beach. You know, you didn't do it. Um, it's so not it's illegal like, to chum the beach. It's illegal to chum from, from the, beach. the beach. If you get in your kayak and go out there and do that, it, that, you're legal. That is correct. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could go out and kayak and, you know, chum from a kayak. Or, sure. But I, I've just, we've never done it. We've never had to. The sharks are there. I mean, people always worry when they when they see a shark. Oh, there's a shark in the water. Well, they live there. That's where they're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> really? You know, Welcome to Florida. I, I, I find that funny because uh, when it happens here in uh, the West Coast down here to tourists, it seems like it's the it's like an alien landed. Summer sharks yeah. on the yeah. beach. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? You know, and and, and you know, let's go into shark attacks real quick. You know, they talk about all the shark attacks, whatever. There's not that many shark attacks. I mean, you figure billions of people enter the water a year oh, sure. and about a hundred bit. Come on, man, really? We had more yeah. gator attacks in this past year than we had shark attacks. You got a better chance of getting hit by lightning than you do bitten by a shark. Well, don't. Uh, but we live in the lightning capital of the world. Yeah, Let's come not on go now. and throw that down <laughs> on us, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, I don't. Understand, I don't understand why people even move here in the first place. If you're not going to get eaten by an alligator or attacked by a shark or destroyed by a stingray or hit by lightning, I mean, you know, why be here? No, 
But you know the funny thing on the shark attacks, though. Look at the fatalities. There's very few. Yeah, it's hardly uh, any. It's always a bite and release, or you know, most of them come back with their leg. They didn't lose their leg like in Jaws. Uh, yeah. Jaws actually hurt the shark population. Yeah, and it, and it, it does. <laughs> yeah. And I would tell you, I remember back in the day, even before uh, it was uh, a political issue or let's say an animal rights issue. I know that even on this show, when we were doing it, it was just me and Steve back doing um, Austin and Gunn outside uh, type show. And, uh, you know, that's when the video of the shark finning came out of Japan, where they were cutting off all the fins and just throwing yeah. the sharks over the side. And I know that animal rights people don't believe this, but for a fisherman who sees that happening, even as a fisherman, I'm going, dude, that ain't right. That is not the way it's supposed to be. Because I'm not a fisherman first. I'm a conservationist first because I know that if there are no fish out there, then it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to catch anything. And it comes yeah. with wildlife as well. I mean, they don't mm -hmm. they don't understand that guys like you or Vince or anybody else that's in this room, you know, we, we it bothers us too when we see stuff like that. We take pride in, in the whole thing as a unit, not just uh, doing it, you know. But the same with us, we, we, we believe in teaching the kids how to fish. We believe in bringing them up right. We believe in bringing them up in the outdoors, hunting, fishing. Um, and we, we do a lot of that. We take special time with different kids' organizations and different things like that. And we take our veterans fishing. I mean, we give back a hundred percent. Yeah, good. Um, you know, other people really they they really get under my skin when they say, "Oh, they don't deserve." Well, if if half of the kids knew what most of the kids that fish with us know, then they wouldn't be half the crime limit would be cut in half. Sure. Xboxes exist. <laughs> uh, TV. They'd be like, "When I was a kid, I didn't fish. I mean, I didn't uh, watch TV. I hunted. I fished. I worked. I was out in the garden." I mean. No, that's you not know. true. You did the same thing I did. You sat down <laughs> on Saturday morning with a half a box of uh, Captain Crunch, and once so, you got done, cartoons. By by the time the cartoons were done, your mom was going, "Now get out, get out of the yeah. house, and you're out." Yeah, we got to watch two hours of Saturday morning, and then we had to get out. Of the house. And then you got to get out of the house. That was it. We look forward to that. It wasn't like you could watch it every day. No, <laughs> no, that's true. But I will say this, and uh, Bill George is is a is a great guy when it comes to this. He is an advocate. And he doesn't just talk it, he does it. Last weekend, in his example, he took our producer out. First time he's ever been hunting in his life and got him on a hog and got a good one. And Bill is a big proponent of getting people in the woods, but not just letting him experience, you know, just the shooting part of it, but every aspect after that. Literally going from the woods to you know, what ends on you your saying that? Table. You know the aspect of, of fishing on a beach charter? When you're not catching the fish you can sit there with the breeze in your face listen to the crash of the ocean waves smacking the beach just relax and I mean, talk you, you, huh and talk it's a great time yeah. to talk to your kids yeah. i and, mean there's no distractions except for the occasional I mean, bite you know so or a kid running down the beach being yeah. a kid yeah exactly <laughs> so, so richard we talked about your charters man where can we find you if somebody wants to go out shark fishing who who do they call where do they go um, you can call me on my phone, on my cell phone, uh, 229-938-7902. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Extreme Fishing Team. Um, you can look that up. It's, um, extreme with an X, fishteam.com. Um, you can find us there or extreme off the beach. Uh, you look that up and, uh, you'll find us there too. We have a, a 
uh, charter page. Um, and we pretty much do right this year. We started where we're going to do charters Monday through Saturday. So Very we're going to be available pretty much the whole time except for Sunday. I got to take one day off and rest. Well, I know we're going to uh, hook up this year sometime because I know I want to do yeah, an episode yeah, with you. We're going to do yeah, some shark fishing. We are going to hook up. I, I think we all should hook up and, and go somewhere down there. We'll come down there to Tampa area and we'll go out in one of your little honey holes, Vince, and we'll see if we can't get us on one. I don't know. It kind of scares me when a shark fisherman asks, says, hey, we'll come and hook up. <laughs> are you going to use for a job? Hey, I, you know, I got a question. If you ever, you know, the, the deal with this is if you, if while we're there, you get on my nerves. He <laughs> <laughs> turns to bait. You're out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to tell I was going to say this before we have to let you go, but uh, you could take a kid out fishing and he could catch 10 snook, a couple of redfish, a couple of triple tails, all that stuff, and have a great time. But the one yeah. story he'll go back and tell all of his shark. friends at school is the shark the that shark. he caught. The shark that yeah. he caught for some reason. I don't when care you, if it's a bonnet head, a hammerhead, a bull shark, whatever yeah, it wants it, to be. It, does, it could be the size of your finger. It does not matter no, if he caught one. It'll be, that'll um, be the story he tells and, his schoolmates and, every, every that's, time. That's yeah. the first thing the kids on the charter, because it's a family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time, first thing when the kids get here, and I'm waiting on it because we got three coming. Uh, I, so we're going to catch a shark today. Yeah. That's all I want to hear. That's it. You, oh. know, I, I mean, you know, it's like I wish I could guarantee every little kid to catch one. But now I will tell you this before we go. Um, we took a 14-year-old last year on his birthday, and all he wanted to do was catch a big, big shark. Well, sitting right where I am right now, uh, we landed a uh, almost 14-foot tiger. Nice. Well, yeah, that kid has a memory for a lifetime. Well, Captain Richard, we appreciate the call this morning, man. Good luck out on your charter today. And uh, now that we got your number, we're going to harass you endlessly, and we'll get you back on the show. Is that okay? Do that. Definitely. All right, sir. Go out there. Yeah, have a good time today. Thanks for the call. A lot See of good you, information there. All right, we are going to take a break for the top of the hour. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Hour three is coming up. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Sometimes knocking castles.